Welcome to the Not Null Podcast. I'm just an AI voice, but here are your real hosts, Kevin Doyle, Alex Lee, Paul Bradslavsky, and Bobby Davis. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Not Null Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all things tech, AI, VR, robots, flying cars, and everything in between. This week, I'm joined by Bobby Davis, Paul Bradlavsky, Alex Lee, and I'm Kevin Doyle. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Twitter source code leak that happened recently and some upcoming changes to Twitter, specifically to your For You feed and some things that Elon's putting into play, which are kind of interesting things. We're going to talk about the TikTok CEO being, I'm going to say, grilled by Congress. And that's for in air quotes for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, that was in air quotes. We're going to talk about the Skynet Watch section. We're going to talk about ChatGPT being cloned and seemingly how easy it was to be cloned. And are we heading into an AI war? And then we're going to talk about the option to scan your retina to prove that you are not a bot. And if you choose to do that, you can get some free crypto. Sounds like a deal. We're all signed up, right? Yep. Let's jump into our first our first topic then. Let's talk about the Twitter code leak and the only verified on the For You page for Twitter. So there's a couple of different stories about Twitter here, but let's talk about the code leak to start off with. So New York Times reported that some source code was leaked on GitHub sometime in January by somebody whose username is Free Speech Enthusiast, which was an interesting name choice. Um, they asked to be, or sorry, Twitter asked GitHub to then take down that source code, and they actually filed a suit against GitHub. They wanted to know the identity of the person. They wanted to also know the identity of the people who downloaded it while wow. it was up there, which was very interesting. Yeah, this we're talking. We're going back to Napster days now, like chasing the people who downloaded as well as uploaded. So, what do you guys think about this source code leak? I'm deleting yeah. my copy. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> did anybody download it and have you been contacted? <laughs> I'm not Unfortunately, I did, I did not download it. Can't confirm yeah. nor deny that statement. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's wild. It's been... Uh, it's, Would you, though? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, let's, like, segue <laughs> to the next part. No, I, I did not. I didn't even know it happened until, like, you shared I the didn't. article, which is kind of crazy because they said that it was... Uh, it seems that it's been public for a while, uh, like at least a yeah, month. Since or so. January, it's yeah. probably a lot. So of how did they even catch it? it. <laughs> I don't know. It, they don't. They didn't say how they caught it, mm -hmm. so I don't know. But it had been up there for a minute, and I'm guessing it's one of the things that happened. It didn't become popular, and then somebody kind of found it, and I'm guessing maybe posted it somewhere, and then it kind of blew up, and they figured out, hey, that's actually legit. That is our source code. Mm. I, I think somebody just wanted to be buddy-buddy with Elon Musk, and they were like, hey, did you know that uh, your code's been leaked? Because everybody who's been downloading it, they're like, hey, check this out. This is, it's public right now. Go download it, but don't tell anybody. And then somebody's like, you know what? I'm going to tell. Uh, but that's yeah wild. i don't i don't what what makes people do stuff like this like there's no end game here like worst it's a joke or actually best it's a joke worst you go to jail it just seems like a dumb play even when elon went and just slashed everybody and your your feelings hurt or whatever but like I'm not sure why you would ever do this <laughs> like it just seems like a a right. bad move you know like mistakes were made you know like sorry elon you know mistakes were made well, it depends who did it, right? We don't know right. who did it. 
we're, we're presuming and we're going to make the assumption that because of the layoffs, it was somebody yeah. who got laid off, right? Who had access to it. But we we don't really know. So what's the downside for for Twitter in this? Is this does it open yeah. security issues? 100%. Does it open up copying? Yeah, those because now things? you can like get it up and running, and then run all attacks that you want all day long against it in a virtual environment, and and you can scan it, you can debug it, you can see what happens when you do an attack. So absolutely, if you're a security engineer, they must be working overtime. Yeah. You can do it. You can break into it. The, the the security engineers that are still left at Twitter, they're working overtime for sure. Where's it like? <laughs> yeah. Elon's going to hire the person that uploaded the actual source code. Exactly. That we need your help to yeah, pay he's like, we need, we need your help. We need your back. It's like, uh, seriously. It was a ploy all along. He knew that it would yeah. work that way. So, so Elon has said in the last couple of days that... They uh, will make the code. Oh no! They will make the code that uh, Twitter uses to recommend tweets public, right? He said by the end of March that code is going to come out. So they've said that they're going to release some of this code anyway, right? The recommendation engine part of the code is going to be because people have accused him of like fixing this code somehow so that it recommends stuff that he wants, including himself. And then a couple of days after this, there's another story came out that apparently there's a secret VIP list, right? That gets greenlit. On Twitter, including people like Musk, <laughs> LeBron James, AOC, Ben Shapiro, Biden, Mr. Beast. So a mix of people um, from all spectrums, apparently on this green list, that get pushed within this um, uh, secret VIP list that their tweets get pushed to more people somehow. But yeah, he's saying, oh, we're going to be transparent about this now. We're going to push out this code and we're going to let you see it. I wonder if the list is part of it. Are we going to see? No, nah, but probably like not. the list is probably not. Apparently, this is who Elon likes. Is what I would guess. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Do, do you think the secret list existed before, or is it yes. just a? I, I it was a different so. list, but yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. List. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know? yeah. He probably found out about the list and was like. I want to be on that list. <laughs> he probably looked at it. He's like, wait, I'm not on this list. And he got all upset. And he's like, I'm going to fire this team. I'm going to do this. You know? But, but, but the, Paul, wouldn't you fire the team if you own Twitter and suddenly there's a secret list and you're like, dude, I'm not on the list? What do you mean? What? I'm the CEO <laughs> yeah, exactly, of this joint. Exactly. If so anyone should happened. be on the list, it should be me. <laughs> exactly. And that's why he's like, you didn't put me on the list. You're out of here. And, you know, that's right. what happened. More famous than LeBron James. Come on. How much do you have to pay to be on this list? <laughs> That's probably what it is. Right. So. I don't know. I don't know. And the list is an interesting mix of, of people, too. It's from 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 far left to far right people, too. Right. It's very yeah. strange. It's not like it's a it's not it's not like it's a political move in any way. It's not like it's a celebrity move because they're on it too. There's like um like Green uh, uh Glenn Greenwald was another who's a who's a reporter who's on there too. So there's some right. people who are kind of famous, but only in their kind of areas. It's a weird. It's a weird list like of people who get highest bidder. I would be like interested to find out if there's a cost associated with being on that list versus like, oh, we just felt like you would be, you know, the person. On Maybe for some people. I mean, Mr. Beast has the money. He does. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like it's probably I mean, like that Sam Bakeman Freed situation where he was paying for both sides and making both yeah. sides happy. It's probably something along those lines where is you just probably. target the right people on both ends. And then you also attack right. the sports aspect and all right. this other aspect. And then boom, you get the most popular people in each field. They probably drive more engagement. 
maybe. Well, does the engagement get driven because of Twitter or is it because of them? We'll never know now. But regardless, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's not organic, is it? It's been artificially <laughs> changed. Exactly. So, but I mean, if you think yeah. about it, and I'm going to put my temple hat in like I do every week, you're Elon Musk, you know, you would like to sit courtside at a Lakers game every now and then. You know, you could afford it, but it's better if they give it to you, even though you could afford it. You know, it's better like, hey, you know, LeBron invites you in there. So handshake yeah. deal. Every tweet yeah, you make, maybe it's going out maybe. wide, buddy. Just, you know, maybe if I'm yeah, in LA, give me hey, some side. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, LeBron, if you want to drive your Tesla driving to a SpaceX station, you know, like please feel free to tweet about it. <laughs> Just tweet about it all you want. You know? <laughs> Just tweet about it all you want. <laughs> I like it. So more more in Twitter news. Starting early April, Elon has then said that uh, legacy verified users, so those are the ones with the blue check mark who haven't paid, are going to lose their blue check mark. And apparently, uh, that there's a very small number of people who have converted from verified uh, legacy accounts to now paid verified accounts. Mm. So there's a lot of people going to lose their blue check mark. And then on April fifteenth, he then said only verified accounts are going to show up in the default um, for you feed. He's since apparently walked that back as of yesterday. Really? Saying that, no, no, no. You'll also see accounts that you follow. This is one of those Elon things where he threw it out into the wild to test it. Yeah. And then was like, oh, no, people really don't like this. I need to pull this back real quick. Well, there's two tabs, right? It's it's your followers, the people you follow. And then there's the other one, For You Feed. No, he's also said that your followers will show in the For You Feed. Okay. All right. Oh, interesting. So are you all so, going to get verified? Yeah, pay to play. <laughs> pay to play. That's what's, I, It is a pay to win. This is just me and Alex who are verified. You, you both. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. This, well, it's probably this makes just me, me and Alex like, just all together. Just, you're the only two that are paying for like Twitter. And nobody else is paying for it. Right. Like, <laughs> so I'm more likely to get a mid-journey license before I get a Twitter blue license. Put it that way. Do you not have a mid-journey license? I'm surprised you we don't. We were looking at it today. You mean you don't run the you know stable diffusion on your local computer like all normal? I don't do that. <laughs> no, you don't do that? No? <laughs> no. Am I the only oh, yeah. fool that does that? You know, That's because I'm running like, a Mac. You got to run Linux to do that. No, you can run on Windows. I got my little PC back there running a little uh, NVIDIA card running stable diffusion. I just because okay. I want to make cat videos specifically train, you know, like, <laughs> cat video. No, I'm, I'm just no we were, we're working on something, me and Kevin, service. and we, we looked into mid-journey. Um, I coded something with only ChatGTP4. I have a ChatGTP4 license now, and so like I built something with only AI tools only to see what nice. I could build. We could, th- um, we could talk about that for an hour, I swear. We, we should talk about, yeah, we should do an episode about like little ChatGPT prompting. I found some like interesting ways, and I'm like, wow, it's amazing yeah. if you ask the right questions. I mean... I don't know about what benefits Twitter Blue gives in, in general, but I'm a subscriber of it. But with ChatGPT plus MidJourney, it's been pretty awesome in terms of just general workflow. Yeah, and, I saw the new little yeah, ninja guys that you made yeah. for the website you're working on on Twitter. So yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I didn't. All I had to do was words. All I had to do was type words in ChatGPT to give me good prompts, and then they were like, "All right, just shove this into MidJourney," and then I made modifications, and then. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So what was funny, That's we cool. were looking at mid-journey today. We got to buy it corporately, so we're t- I'm just trying to figure that out. We will get it. But then I've, I messaged Kevin, and I said, hey, Kevin, did you know Shutterstock, which we're a subscriber to, 
they have AI generation. Maybe that'll just work. We don't have to get mid-journey. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, it's on yeah, Dally yeah. too, which is like. Oh, not the same. Oh. It's not the oh, same. It's, it's, not, <laughs> the same. Not, not the same. It's like Ferrari to Kia comparison. It's like, it's bad. It, it's like a regular chair compared to a Ferrari chair, right? <laughs> it's a Ferrari chair. You can have passable art, but the, the prompting there, you just have to be very specific, I think. Like, oh, no. Yeah. It was, I, I asked it for a very simple picture and it spat back something that was like, uh, to, unusable <laughs> you couldn't like, even recognize what it was like what the hell is that yeah the, dolly, it was bad it, i tried I mean, it, it once it does make an image <laughs> <laughs> compared to yeah. mid-journey it's just like you know oh, it's not even close not these even close. these ais are not are not all created equal not by, by any means. No, not it, it, it's like that uh i read uh B- bobby's book shameless plug but memory is like wow. draw spider-man <laughs> okay it is <laughs> everyone has a different version of spider-man yeah 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 no it's so Oosh. amazing and uh using the tooling i'm still kind of just like really not sure like what's going to happen with open source projects versus non-open source and i feel like it's going to be like four big companies that control the ai and we're going to be all like having to pay to use it and there's not going to be any equivalent like open source project that will come anywhere close i don't think it's going to happen i don't know i don't think it's going to happen it's just too expensive to maintain them like they would have to make money somehow all right bobby or kevin bobby or kevin if you all had twenty thousand followers on twitter and you didn't have twitter blue would you consider getting it 100%. 100%. I'm buying Twitter Blue right now. If I yeah. Do. Very, but I very don't. specific number. 20, but you don't, right? I mean, I'm so, just trying to... 10,000 seems a little too low for Bobby. And 20,000, you know, that could, that could be a dude, could I was be like, I have number. one Twitter follower. All right. Blue check mark. You know, I'm for that one person. followers. So someone follow me just to make me feel better today. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean... But why? What's the difference then? What's the difference? Yeah, what's the difference? Is it because so you're invested? I use I'm social media for me is, and mm-hmm. this probably sounds a capitalistic pig, but I only use it to rep the business side of it. So everything on mine sure. is business focused. Yeah. So right. I invest in the platforms where we've got the most traction, which for us is YouTube. Um, so we've tried. We've been trying for years to up our game on Twitter. We just can't seem to find traction though i do know the secret now ask someone that tell the twitter crowd that you want them to build something and this hashtag web development and yeah you'll get a thousand bots in your emails instantly nice it's so. which, which you did yesterday <laughs> i know twitter is <laughs> crazy because i have a friend like she's got like over forty thousand like so, like uh, twitter followers and it's just like insane how some people take off some people don't like that thing i always question like i was literally thinking about it yesterday like what value does twitter bring to me and i had a hard time answering that question at the moment um like you know and it's maybe because i don't use the platform for any specific reason you know so uh but i feel like with twitter blue or just twitter in general and there is a different level of marketing you could do as a company versus mm -hmm. something you would do on tiktok and this is a little bit of a tangent but I realized on TikTok, I mean, on Twitter, you just need to attend these spaces or host spaces and just be consistent with it. And then your followers will come and then maybe Twitter Blue will be worth it. TikTok these days, com- like company channels don't do very well, but the ones that do very well are the ones that do like these really funny behind the scenes kind of thing. So imagine Bobby, like Coder Foundry, like you guys had 
people at your co- uh, coding bootcamp. I know you guys went full virtual, but imagine if you had students in the actual physical locations, and then you could do like little trolley videos of teachers like teaching some random things, and it's like students actually trying to understand. So like on TikTok, they do a lot of these funny behind the scenes like character developments, and then sure. just right. doing that aspect of it will start bringing in more followers and. Then you can sell the product then afterwards. The so yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Thing that I would like to see the numbers on, what is the conversion like per like, you know, user on either TikTok or Twitter um, to money generated for your business? So high. It's so high. Like some some girl, some social media manager for TikTok, uh uh sorry, so some social media manager for this like tire company, like I don't know if you saw it, but it's just this gigantic cat that just like keeps bouncing behind their store or something. <laughs> and he's like, Sounds good. Oh, I got I got hired as a social media manager, but I have zero experience. What am I gonna do? And then it's just her just trolling it. That got like a two million views or something. And then all of a sudden people started calling in saying, like, hey, can you check out my tires? Can you check out my tires? And then it, now it's like a continuous like business flow. So you just like ride the wave and then Yeah, I need to like happens. I mean, those like to me seem like um you know uh what's that word outliers and i would be kind of curious on average like what people make like for the number of followers you have let's say on tiktok or twitter or versus youtube which platform do you earn more money in terms of conversion you know that's what i would be wondering we can tell you i'm without going into our numbers i can tell you that we used to spend um over 10 to fifteen thousand dollars a month in ads Per month on google ads and when we started youtube channel that is now zero wow yeah. if that tells you like does youtube convert for us i think it's almost 95 percent of everyone that comes to the boot camp has seen me on that YouTube. is amazing and i think yeah That's, like yeah I, I, like i think i need to see more research in terms of like um because i watch for instance when i watch um tiktok or stuff on twitter i'm literally looking for the sake of like mindless entertainment i don't think of like something that i'm looking for and a lot of times when i'm looking to this day like i have a question i want to figure out how to solve something like outside chat gp3 i'm looking on youtube um mm-hmm. you know and so but that's the curious. beauty of tiktok that's the beauty of tiktok where it's it doesn't feel like an ad even though it isn't like an ad mm-hmm. kind of thing where all your videos are like so organic in a sense that it seems so like behind the scenes just maybe i don't know bobby like i don't know scratching his ear or something and then like this is what our ceo does on a daily basis instead of working right and then people are be like oh my god he's hilarious like what is coder right. about like th- and that's literally the organic style of like advertising that people do so, now uh, yeah um so yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm still skeptical like i think it'll be a good test to see like if you have a product and try to see what gets more sales based on like number of views and what has the well, higher I, I will say conversion. this, it's going to be partly demographic driven. So like, I think if you skew, skew older and you're not That's on true. Facebook, yeah. you're making a mistake. Yeah, you're old, t- Paul, is, is, the, is the problem. Yeah. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, or if you're in certain <laughs> other types of environments where you like have a, like a, I would say if you're running a kid's daycare, you would think that, oh, I'm skewing younger. Really what you're, you're selling to is the parent and they're more likely to go to Facebook there to find it. I know restaurants still use Facebook quite a bit. Um, so it's kind of weird and they're not on YouTube. Um, so 
I don't know. Yeah, and I so, literally just use YouTube, Twitter, yep. and I still keep Instagram just because it has a couple of my old songs. But if I didn't have that, um, I would have just deleted it. I'm never well. on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. I'm only on Twitter yeah. and YouTube. TikTok, yeah. like that. Yeah, money's. I'm, I'm have like, to get Twitter you know blue, Bobby. Have to get Twitter blue. Yeah. <laughs> I only got two. Yeah. The spying, the spying on TikTok. I'm not like I'm like you know what. Well, no, TikTok. Let's let's let's. Oh let's yeah, let's talk about TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, why not? That's one of our next. Let's talk about TikTok. So the CEO of TikTok testified in front of Congress recently, <laughs> um, basically to decide whether we should ban the app or not. Right, we're deciding as a nation whether we should ban the app in the US or not. So we'll talk about the banning in a second, but the the overall circus that was this uh, grilling of the CEO of TikTok was just insanity. The lack of understanding of technology from, from our government officials is really, really disturbing. The two that stood out, Richard Hudson and Buddy Carter, Republican from North Carolina, Republican from Georgia. Go North Carolina. Yes. Go North Carolina. <laughs> Jeez, man. The dude asked whether TikTok accesses the home Wi-Fi network. No, it, it, it does not. It just magically gets internet uh, from nowhere. So, so I, I watched when I make a phone call. Does it use my, you know, the <laughs> tower next to my building that carries the right. signal? Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Like, and then so the problem with the the line of questioning was number one: Does our esteemed colleague from North Carolina know what a Wi-Fi endpoint is? <laughs> Don't think so. I think if it goes Definitely down, he not. calls a technician. But he should have staffers that tell him these things and like, hey, because he clearly what he wanted to know, does TikTok access other devices on the network? And his gotcha right. question was, I know it goes to the Wi-Fi. I'm hoping he did. But, you know, therefore, <laughs> it's making the leap into my printer and into yeah. what my Philip shoes yeah. light hub. I mean, like what right, else? Like China what? wants to change your lights from blue to red. I'm already on your phone, That's... dude. That's what I would have said. <laughs> what else do you want me to get to? You know, like, you know, turn your TV off. I mean, so like, it's just kind of weird that that was the question. It made him look like uneducated and a fool, but not so... the biggest fool though, Kevin. <laughs> Who was the you, biggest you liked, fool? You liked, you liked Buddy Carter's question, didn't you? You like Buddy Carter's question, which which he asked about, I don't have the exact quote from him, but he oh asked about God. TikTok, whether whether TikTok used the camera to detect whether your pupil was dilated. So I think he was trying to get at, do you feed me more content that I want by looking at my eye dilation? Yeah. That's what he thought happened. He said. The CEO basically shut this dude down with, with a comment that was along the lines of, we do look at eyes, but only when we're putting those funky sunglasses filters on you. <laughs> that was kind of his response. It's like we're not feeding you data based on or or, or new videos based on pupil dilation. So no, they it's have like more like, like, algorithms than that. Come on. It's, it's like, like why Jesus. do you need to know where my eyes are? Because <laughs> then we need to know where to put the sunglasses. <laughs> put on yes, your... that was the response. <laughs> that was the response. It's the greatest response ever, to be honest. Yeah, because it like answered a dumb question with a dumb answer. Right. That cat face has to go over there. We use the eyes to track them. So like, now what he should have asked though, what, this is what I think And you're in Congress, you should have a deeper technical discussion and saying, are you using biometrics? Yeah. 
to track people and see if you could reuse those biometrics in another place? Do you track eye movement? Do you track facial expression? Do you track those things? Are you storing it or are you transferring it? The second thing what Congress should do is install TikTok on a mobile app, give it to a security expert and find out exactly what it's doing. You can do that. I mean, it's easy. I mean, like, you know, it's easy for... We're talking about the United States government. We know here. what it does. You know, you have the NSA and the CIA and probably 16 other three-letter organizations that we don't know about that could say exactly what's being transferred from that I'm, app and where. I still can't get past the fact, I know our conversation is moving forward, but I still can't get past the fact that there's no technical advisor for any of the people that were asking It's amazing. like zero. You know? It's like... I'm yes. going to believe that that was like an internal joke. Like, let's not tell these fools anything and just watch the show because this is going to be hilarious. Bring the popcorn, Bob. Let's do this. And it was that. It, it was, was funny. exactly what happened. It was funny. Insanity. It made a joke. It made a joke. Out. But the problem is they're our elected officials. They're people right. we've put in charge. And Buddy Carter is bunch just of an idiot. In charge. <laughs> Sorry, man. I mean, I know he's from Georgia, but like, I can't help him, you know. So who's so who here is for a TikTok ban? Who thinks TikTok should be banned? I do. Paul? Uh yeah, just because like there's no guarantee that the the Communist Party, if they decide to access the data, can't do it. They just like Okay. See, like I'll tell you a story. I grew up under a communist country, right? And I was in like living in Russia while I was still communist. And um we had people show up to our house whenever they felt like it and ask us whatever mm. questions they wanted, come into our house. We had a radio in every room that would like you had to, you couldn't mess with because that was like what you woke up to every morning. It's like they're very like wow. controlling, very wow. Orwellian. And to me, wow, wow. if you're able to do that, and of course, like they're going to do it, right? And of course, people are going to lie. And, uh, I feel like if you're unsure, let's just ban it. But I do feel the pain of it's an amazing product. A lot of people got used to it and it's really fun. It's like, what are they going to put in its place? So if I was in the government, Kevin, and I'm not, and I was on Congress, what I would do is I would use some of my congressional budget. I would find out what information that is being collected by a TikTok app. And then I would show theoretically what you would do with that information and how it could be put on a dashboard and how you could follow someone around under the country. So like you absolutely could follow a sitting congressman around as they drive around because it's on the phone. Yeah. You could listen to all of the keystrokes. You could listen to almost all their conversations. And I think that's what's going on. That's why it's banned at the government level. Right. You know, so, and then you're as the average random guy like me, I'm going to go home and drive in a car and I'm just regular guy like everyone else. Does it matter to me? just depends like if they have all the information can they target you i think i think yes and no stuff? it does it yeah. does it, it it does alex you yes or no ban yes or no oh <sighs> i don't know what i don't know which this is the problem right like okay uh, uh, the more the the aspect of people knowing what i'm doing and like tracking me like i already feel like people do that anyways yeah. but i wonder if this, mm-hmm. this just sets a precedent where it just says no companies from China should be allowed, right? Like, is is TikTok right. just the beginning, and then basically we're just uh, what do you call it? Limiting certain countries from actually using the app store because uh, 
they they're bad in the eyes of the U.S. government, right? So that's that's what I, that's my only fear about this. Yeah, yeah. Somebody I yeah. forgot who mentioned it, and uh, maybe like somebody brought it up on the last show, but or maybe I just heard it somewhere. But the idea that okay, we let you have TikTok, but you let us have our services in your country. You know, and happening. go from there. And of course, they're not going to sign up for that because they don't want to have, you know, we're the land that of the free. to the people. Yeah, exactly. They don't <laughs> well, want the land. Plus, of plus, so, so, so here's kind of the devil's advocate argument for this. I, I keep changing my position on this because one, one minute I'm like, yeah, ban it. The next minute I'm like, you know what? I don't think we should. I'm currently in the I don't think we should. And I'll tell you why. Because I think the precedence that it sets means that we also have to ban any other application from any other country that collects the data in the same way, which we know for a fact that the U.S. companies are doing the exact same thing. So the right. dashboard that you suggested we could we could make, Bobby, from the stuff from TikTok, we can make that same dashboard from Instagram. We can make that yeah. same dashboard from Facebook. 100%. We can make that same dashboard for these other companies, which the governments, I guarantee you, the U.S. government is using, whether it be collecting U.S population or worldwide population data they are so what's the difference between is it just because china is communist mm -hmm. and they're going to use it for nefarious reasons and we're democratic and maybe aren't going to use it for nefarious reasons but definitely would um is that the difference yeah so let's say that you also are running like a collection effort inside the shipping lanes because now it's come out that Chinese provides information to all of the, the tracking information used at all the ports around the world. And so now not only can they track where a congressman is around the world, now they know where naval ships um, leave and they can look at and see kind of what was packed onto that ship, what's moving, where great freights are moving. They can actually track how much goods are in the country. Um, these are all the kinds of things. If you wanted to invade, this is what you would, you'd need to know all these things. So it's just kind of, scary now i will say this though if we're going to ban tiktok we also have to ban marvel snap because marvel snap is also made by ByteDance. so um so ByteDance has like eight or nine other apps in the u.s and this is what frustrates about the government is like oh we're going to ban tiktok like that's the only one they could right. definitely put the spying operation in marvel snap it's just not as used as much as tiktok so right. um i would just ban just them all build another sure. app to <laughs> build another app Call yeah. it Toctic. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's brand so, new, so, literally. So, so what if it was a? So what if it was a? Uh, well, let's just let's just take Instagram. What if it's shown that Instagram collects the exact same amount of data? Are we okay with that? No, but no. at least you can arrest Mark Zuckerberg in that case because he's in the U.S. He's a U.S. citizen, and you can arrest him. You also can bring the U.S. banking laws and everything on on top of his head and push him out of business. You can't touch the Chinese government unless you start a war. So it's a little different, okay. in my opinion. That's how I look at it. So, 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 do we think then? Do you guys would you guys believe that the U.S. government isn't collecting no, this no, data? They are. Any of these apps? They are just as much information. <laughs> yeah. The thing I would say is that I would assume is that you know they give more headroom. For being like, hey, we don't care about what you're doing personally as long as it's not breaking the law or is going to be a threat to national security versus in China. It's like no matter what you do, it's like you have neighbors like telltelling on you because they saw you do something and then you'll get arrested. That's right. like wild. You know what I mean? And I think right. like uh, the U.S. government is collecting 100% the same data, if not more. 
they're just giving people the benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, if you're not breaking the law or you're doing anything that puts our security in jeopardy, you live your life the way you want. We're not going to judge as long as no one is being affected by it. Where in other like country like China, it's like they want to control everything. Mm-hmm. But I do think I, I have known guys that worked at the um, the NSA in the past, and I have talked to them, and they've never told me national security secrets or anything like that. So I don't like I'm not in the know, but they absolutely record every single phone call in the United States that's inbound or outbound, and they catalog them, I mean, and they're looking through them with keyword searches and things you would expect trying to find things. And then th- that's how they found um, people so fast. So they can find one phone call yeah. and then see every single person that called that and they can just uncover it. So, so prior to obviously prior to Snowden, this was in the realm yeah. of like fantasy land uh, of fantasy. This was sci-fi stuff. This right. was like espionage. Like we had like, if somebody told you they were reading all of your emails, you'd be like, no way. And then after soon, now we're like, well, yeah, okay, of course they are. And we've just come to the, like the, I don't know, the conclusion and just like, we just live with it now. The fact that it happens. Right. So it's, it's also more nefarious too, that even our manufacturing being in, in China is a problem. So I was reading an article yesterday about um, taking nano pictures of chips. And so the chips are in a 28 millimeter nanometer process. And now they're comparing those using AI to the plan um, that they have on file and when they vary and when they vary, they can look at hardware inserted viruses inside of these chips where that goes in a phone, a yep. network device or whatever. And so like, if you're getting manufacturing something in another country, that's what you have to do. You have to like take pictures as they come off the manufacturing line, compare it to the actual plants. Cause they're finding that they're, they're changing it at the chip level. Huh? So, which is kind of scary. Um, so there's yeah. another use for AI, just comparing the two images to see if they match. So AI is taking go. over everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like we could talk about this forever. Yeah, we could uh, probably. But, 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 let's, <laughs> but, but, let, but let's move on. Let's, let's move on to our Skynet watch section. That's the section where we talk about whether we should bow down to our AI overlords yet. I know Paul's already bowing. He hasn't got up yet. Uh, Bobby, you bowed down yet? Not yet. <laughs> Alex, you? Not yet. Getting close, Ooh. though. Not yet? Okay. Not yet. Paul, you still bended knees? I'm still, like, very nice to my AI overlords <laughs> already. Have a very nice conversation. Ask them if they're doing okay. You know, if they need anything. You know, very, very curious. Okay. Okay, so this week, let's talk about ChatGPT getting cloned. So mm-hmm. a group of researchers at Stanford cloned a version of ChatGPT 3.5, which is not the latest version. GPT-4 is the latest version. So they cloned GPT 3.5. It apparently has similar performance to GPT 3.5, but it only costs them $600 to stand this thing up and train it. So what do you think? What does this mean? Uh, can we no longer police AI even if we wanted to? Like, Is this like the, one of those moments where kind of the cat's out of the bag and we now can't put it back in? Like Because it's out there now, people can... If we decide that we want to regulate AI, can we now? Or is it like clonable so anybody can make one? Uh, I think can it's always stand been up an AI? clonable, yeah. I, I would be curious to see like, you know, how really like good is it compared to like, or is it, you know, for 600 bucks, like, I they don't know. They claim it's comparable. It's, like, it's like. I mean, I, 
Paul's yeah, one I of those say, people that's always like, I just want to see the data, like, but we'll uh, never know if know, it's going like, to be uh, there. <laughs> some old ass Chevy is comparable to a car, but that doesn't mean that it's like, you know, a $600 car because I talked to some people and they're like, yeah, maybe they cloned the model, maybe they could use it, but what, how, what does it cost to run it at scale? Imagine if everybody is mm-hmm. making requests to that server that's running the model, like how expensive is it going to be? And so, um, I am like, think- you know, curious, but I, with that being said, I think it's a good thing. I think there should definitely be more open. Um, I think this is just projects. the edge at the tip of the iceberg. I think there's going to be 50 of these things. And, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone's going to make them. In fact, um, you know, Adobe releases Firefly, what is this called? Firefly? We yeah. haven't seen it yet, yeah. but it's their own AI generation tool. Now, I don't know what it's built off, but it's trained on their data. Shutterstock now has their data that they're training their tool. Now they're using the clunky Dally 2, unfortunately. Um, they're not using MidJourney, but they could flip it out, release it, train their own, their own models. So I do think I see all these companies kind of lining up, and it's just a matter of time. The the problem with open AI is that it's gonna it's 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 pretty much wholly owned by Microsoft. And so I read an article that Microsoft is verting back to its old ways. I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you want Bing chat, guess what browser yeah. you have to run. Yeah, the browser I refuse to download on my Mac. You have to run Edge. <laughs> you can't run it in Chrome and you can't run it in other browsers. We're right back to nineteen ninety five again. Like we're like, okay, well you gotta use our browser or nothing, you know? Um, why so, would I use Bing if I have ChatGPT though? Like, because it's it built into it's the free? browser, yeah. and it no, accesses current it's data. Different. It accesses yeah. current data. If you put the same mm-hmm. prompt in, let's say that you put the same prompt in in Bing, Bard, and ChatGPT, you get very different responses. So I tested this. I asked all three to write a bio for Kevin Doyle, <laughs> host of the Not No Podcast. Okay, two of them. Those being Bard and ChatGPT, wholly made up fictional bio for me. It was absolute junk. It actually said that I wrote a book that doesn't even exist. Now, don't, it's not like it was written by a different Kevin Doyle or written by somebody else. The title of the book does not exist. It is not a book, but it claimed I wrote it, <laughs> along with a whole bunch of other stuff that wasn't me. One one said I went to to I'm from Boston and went to a certain college. One of them said I was in California. I couldn't find like that it had meshed multiple of me together by name. I couldn't find the other something people. Something about Grand Prix racing stats. too. I forget what it was. It was something about F one or yeah. Something. It was it it made up some really <laughs> really crazy wild stuff. But Bing actually got it right, even though it was a very short like boring bio. It, it really was. It was pretty lame. But it didn't make up stuff. It got it right. So to say that they all do very different things. Like if you're going to, I would say like A-B test, whatever you're using on any of these ARs, because they all work very differently. Hey, man, don't blame Bing. Blame the player. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's my fault. I should have written that book. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it, but maybe you're just boring, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe blame maybe the character. But there, <laughs> maybe that's it. But yeah, there's not not going back from AI. The world has literally changed. Like it's done. It's done. But it's, I feel uh, I feel that every single app is slowly just starting to become another app itself, where they're just all going to be the same app. You see, like Canva, they're they're uh, they're supposed to be this design focused app, but now they have this text to speech kind of suggestion mm-hmm. of how to write a blog post. So now they're going to be uh, some version of Substack. It's just yeah, all these funny. apps are just 
starting to become the same thing. There's no rhyme or reason to why they're using AI. They just know they have to have it in there. That, yeah, I, I know. Think, yeah. Uh, I think it's like fad. Like there's parts of it that are like, hey, mm-hmm. like you need it. Like you were saying, Definitely like if, in areas. if you're going to be starting a company, you have to have AI in there somehow, even if it doesn't do anything like useful. Uh, but AI, man, that's super useful. I literally see how people that just choose not to use it or don't use it well, they're basically already at the disadvantage. It's scary how true that is at this point. I will say that we probably will see an AI bubble. They'll be talking about that within five years, um, that like a lot of companies will spring up out of this. A few of them are going to make billions of dollars, and then a lot of them are going to fail. I've been... Um, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Just, no, go ahead. It's going to be a bubble eventually. Yeah. I just, mm. I feel like what, when I started using AI to supplement like my learning and be able to talk in real time through a problem, even if half the time it's hallucinating, I still try all those things out in my code editor. Like I've learned so much more things mm-hmm. faster that I didn't know. And that just blew my mind. And so now like, before sleep, like I used to read a book and now I just have a conversation with chat GPT three or four uh, about like these programming questions I have. And, um, some of the things that I would never even know how to start doing, like, I was like, Oh, now I get it. And so I literally, uh, after like a five minute, 10 minute conversation, I build a, uh, thing for myself where I could take a YouTube video and it will transcribe it and summarize it to text. You know, and I would have not even known where to begin. And I could have done the research using like Google, but it would take like way longer than like, you know, 10, 15 Mm. minutes. And it kind of trains you to like ask better questions as well. Like, for instance, after I build the app, I realized that if there's a file that's longer, the AI service that I'm using to transcribe is just going to be like, no, the file's too large. And so then I was like, oh, how could I solve this? Well, I could take the audio file. That may be two hours, but I could uh, subdivide it to 10 minute increments and then pass it to that transcription service and have it done. And so it's like you think about things uh, on a different level and you're just able to iterate faster because you have that feedback cycle through like chat GPT, which is kind of insane. It's funny that because me and you have the exact opposite experience. So like I tried to build something we were talking before the show started, I tried to build something with just AI tools and I was building just a, just a landing page. And I just felt like I had one hand behind my back the whole time. I just oh, like no, no, I was no. asking I it things, that. and I was just like, "Would you just code this?" Because like sometimes I would say, "Hey, <laughs> add the add the menu items for the restaurant," you know, and would add one, and you can add the rest. I'm like, "No, I want you to add them all." <laughs> like you know, like you're doing this, not me. Come on, man. So, you know, I, don't so I was just frustrated use, with it. Yeah, I don't use ChatGPT three to tell me how to do something. I use it to educate me about how okay. someone like would do something. So like, okay. like what, like instead of being like, how would I um, create this app that's going to take this uh, video and transcribe it? I'll be like, uh, give me like resources and list of uh, tools that or packages that are used to transcribe videos and which ones are the best. And then once right. I'll start going through it, I'll see a function in there. Like, I have no idea how this function works. I'll be like, hey, can you explain to me 
how this function works, like I'm five years old. And they'll do that. And what I'm doing is I'm literally <laughs> just using it to study. And at the end, when I build the application, I'm building it not based on the code chat GPT-3 gave me to use out of the box, but I'm building it based on my learning that I just did communicating with it. So I'm building the app myself. I'm just right. not yeah. wasting time Googling things, you know, because I have this uh, yeah. feedback where I ask a question and it may give me a stupid answer, but then I refine my question, my prompt. And it's been, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, and I think that's exactly the way to use this, but this is not what everybody's saying no, right. is the way to use it. No, if right. you read some of these, like, it's, like, it's like poster, like I created a company overnight using only AI. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the approach that we took with it. And we were like, well, let's just see if the AI can do it, man. It was like, it created a page which was disgusting out of the gate, right? Then we reiterated over it. We asked it more questions, more validating things, and asked it to iterate over stuff. It literally changed its approach, like, numerous times to various things we asked right. it to do. We asked it to relay out something. It switched from using Bootstrap to using Grid. Like, it's like, hey, just try this. Like, what do you mean, just try this? We weren't even working with yeah. Grid. Yeah. Like, imagine you're working at a place. Rough edges. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, imagine you're working yeah. at a place, Alex, like where you're working, and suddenly they ask you to complete a task, you know, and you'll have a framework, you have it, whatever, and you go, you know what? I'm using a different framework today. <laughs> you know, you'll just have to deal with it, you know, and it's like different from how everyone else is doing it. It's not passing a code review, it's getting kicked back. I mean, like, you know, they're like, no, that's, have to follow how we do it. Or, Suddenly, you decide to change the naming convention of variables. I'm sure you you may have FX cop or something <laughs> like that 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 controls that. So, this is what this thing was doing. It first laid it out with the Bootstrap, then it laid it out with Flexbox, and then it laid it out with CSS Grid. Every time I asked it to change it, it changed the framework. I'm like, "What are you doing, ChatGDP? You're you're fired." So, no, I had ChatGDP <laughs> yeah. before create a business plan for me that was actually pretty good and even came up with a nice domain name that actually did okay. not like nobody bought yet and it was like dev tutor pro which i was like oh interesting um but the way i gave a prompt to it i said you're a SaaS product expert with 10 years of experience and you started multiple SaaS companies in the field of web development Please provide a business idea with an outline for a SaaS product that would be useful for developers looking to share their portfolios before providing a response, ask me more con uh, ask me questions to get more context prior, uh, to better understand my problem. And then it literally responded to me as a SaaS product expert with a background in web development. I'll be happy to help you to come up with a business idea. And then, but before, let me ask you some follow up questions. So, ChatGPT4 asked me follow up questions. He's like, What specific programming languages, frameworks, or tools would you want your SaaS product to cater for? Are you targeting freelancers, developers, and so on? And just literally asked me like five follow up questions to which I provided my answer. And then it literally like gave me a business outline, uh, pretty detailed outlining the services and the things that I would offer. And I even said, I want to integrate chat GPT as one of the tools. And then gave me like ideas. And I was like, you know what? I could actually use this as a starter business plan. And I'm sure I could take any of the sections that it returned and have it um, expand on those. And so I feel like the power comes like garbage in, garbage out. If you give terrible like inputs and you don't provide the right context it'll just give you whatever but if you're like very detailed and you guide it and this is where i feel like i hate the term now because how everybody uses now but prompt engineering like 
is going to be yeah. like a skill uh, that people uh, will have and have it developed. And so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think, I always go back to coding on this. Like, is it going to replace developers? And when I started using this the other day, I tried to remove my my knowledge from it and just said, I could ask you generic questions and you just can't. You have to know how a website's put together in order to get it to build one. Um, and then the amount of specific detail that I had to give them, I just found the whole process kind of like really redundant. Like, dude, like, you know, I don't know if you've worked with juniors or anything like that and you tell them stuff and then you got to like keep telling them and keep telling them and keep telling them. And eventually humans learn and then you don't have to tell them that anymore. Or you've been in a conversation, you know, over three weeks with something and then you say, hey, you just change this. But the human remembers all that context and like, oh, yeah, you're talking about that element. Yeah, I'm talking about that. And it's really hard. I can just see the problem when you get on a big project with like 10 or 12 prompt engineers. Where does that con? How do you train the context between engineers, and we're all working on the same thing? And I'm just wondering how that's going to really work. I'd really think there's some inventions here that are going to be required for it to be working across teams. Yeah, every developer shared. Every every developer I talk to, they literally like, hey, it's just a tool. It'll just make you more efficient, but it's not going to yeah. replace you. And I because yeah. I talk to some people because. Uh, and they didn't believe me, but I told them, I'm like, listen, there's a lot of people that are looking to get into the industry. And because of the stuff they hear about ChatGPT3, they're literally yeah. either completely deciding not yeah. to learn to code or they're having like major doubts. And he couldn't believe me that it was like, why would they think that? That's just <laughs> not true. And I was just like, that's because that's how people like just have no idea. Have you seen the news? <laughs> yeah, exactly. AI, the AI bros are out there. I mean, I read an article yesterday. The guy said that, you know, human... The human programming is done. It's, it's going to be uh, machine to machine. And he's saying, I have a process. I've already proofed this. This works. And I'm like, you're just lying, man. There is no yeah, freaking way. People lying. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Like, it's too hard. <laughs> you know, we can't it's, get it right now. It's it's even <laughs> crazy because I, you know that I'm working on this product landing page where I'm trying to use it as a, like a digital product to sell. And I only know how to make it work because I am a software engineer. So when I say I want to use Tailwind, I'm going to be using Tailwind. There's no bootstrap or anything like that. But as someone that's completely new that doesn't even know what Tailwind is or bootstrap is, and you say, I want to build a product landing page, and then they're building it one way using bootstrap. And then you're like, well, I I want my padding to be a little bit like this instead. And then all of a sudden they use something else. You're not going to just like copy and replace stuff. And then you're like, wait, what's going on? I, I, I don't even know what package I installed and all of these things. And I try to get it to just yep. be like, hey, make me a product landing page from beginning to end. And they don't actually do that for you. They may create like one or two components and then they're like, figure out the rest. But if you right. don't know what to yep. do to follow up with it, you're kind of screwed. So the only thing that it actually worked decently well was I had to be very specific about a section. Like, help me write a testimonial section and just kind of go free willy nilly with it, whatever you want. And then I'm like, okay, I don't like this design. Do it three by, you know, like I still have to give it pretty specific instructions, but you can't just close your eyes and just say, build me Facebook or something. <laughs> There's no way. It's still, like, and still amazing. Still amazing what it could do. It, it cool, is. It is. It's cool, it is cool. But it's, again, to your point, it's just the tool for now. And it's really hard to, what Bobby was saying, when multiple prompt engineers are talking to each other, there might be like literally replacing each other's code. 
And then how do you even do code review? Do you just, is it all visual confirmation at this point? Because <laughs> there's right. going to be so much change but, in between. Yeah. yeah. But there's such cool s- services you could do. If you look at like, um, you know, Copilot and their new thing they're coming out, like, mm-hmm. and it's trained on like a super huge like code base. But let's say you're a company that provides like a headless CMS and there's very specific things that, you know, as a developer you could do. And so... Um, you could hire a developer or you could create within your CMS a chatbot, which is kind of like a co-pilot for which you could say, hey, I'm looking to build this type of content type. These are the relationships I want to do. And instead of hiring a developer to make those changes for you, it will automatically write the code for you and implement that inside your uh, you know, project. And so you're creating a tool that will help non-developer people just have a little bit more control of their application. And I think that's kind of cool is figuring out ways uh, of kind of like creating these type of things that benefit the client where they don't have to take that extra step. So it'll be like, you know, uh, WordPress page builder or whatever the other. Um, I think know, that's probably the next to- step. That's probably going to be the next step. Like you even mm-hmm. see like Khan Academy doing yeah, some AI right. integration tutoring. with their, yeah. yeah, part of the tutoring. Yeah. So as long as you could train your model to understand your curriculum, like yeah. in some way, shape, or form, like you got to be able to help students without being involved. But you also have to make sure these AIs don't just give you the answer either. So like you have to somehow <laughs> tell this AI to be like you know how we you ask TAs to be like not don't give them the answer but lead them to the answer mm-hmm. kind of uh, yeah. my uh, mentalities. So, uh, we'll see how that works. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our last topic then. Uh, let's talk about scanning your retina to prove that you are not a bot. So Sam Altman, who is the founder of OpenAI, has another startup that came out of kind of stealth mode called WorldCoin. And it's some kind of crypto company. But as part of this like rollout, of course, (laughs) as part of this rollout that came out, they, they basically, WorldCoin promised to hand out free cryptocurrency to people who verified their accounts by taking an iris scan through a piece of hardware Hell basically they're talking about no. you're trying to prove <laughs> you're trying to prove humanness we're all like no way but apparently like a hundred thousand people signed up for this thing so a lot of people said i'm in for this so here's how it works real quick so they shipped out this orb-shaped device to, to 12 different countries they sign up using that iris scan the image is then encrypted and it somehow becomes unique, and they say they delete the original data to protect privacy, but then that user is given a free share of WorldCoin's cryptocurrency. I'm going to so, put on my tinfoil hat. Who scanned already? Hat. I didn't, and I won't. Here's my tinfoil hat, because I'm bound to the, our overlords. They're going to have a biometric identifier of who you are, and when they have the AI drones that have the kill switch to be like, hey, anybody, like, we, they have the information, they're like, find the person that matches this AI retina scan and do whatever the hell they want. And so, you know what? You're just giving up your, like, it's crazy. It's it's wild. It's like... Uh, it's uh, not that I, far-fetched, though, because what he also wants to do is create a... He wants to change the currency to world currency. So he wants to get rid of the dollar, the yen, and everything else. And he wants to control all the world currency and then just distribute what he thinks you should get worldwide. And how you get access to those funds is through that biometric scan. And I just think, man, like that is, there's no way I'm, I'm never getting my iris scanned by those. 
Who is more dangerous, Elon or this dude? <laughs> no, here's I know, the thing. I think like, both anybody villains. who's I think it's anybody who's really high in the tech thing. It's like they have this benevolent uh, leader who wants to create a utopian uh, society based on technology without really thinking what the real world is all about. And I feel like they they have like good intentions that are going to lead to like really bad world problems. And I think they're like you know. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like they just have this grandiose, like, hey, I made a utopian society. We have these retina scanners. We have world, uh, you know, currency. And God forbid you fart the wrong way, we could turn it off with a switch. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, and, 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 but we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. The famous last yeah, words. The, the more you give power yeah. to somebody else, it's like, they're going to take it. It's like, you know, there's no going back. Like, think of all the like freedoms that we sacrificed for convenience we can't go back like you know it's just and it's going to be the same thing it's just they're going to create 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 and then before you know it it's like you live in a society like um was that huxley book um or you know or even worse like you know 1984 and it's it's and at the end of the day it's like who decides even if they are benevolent like leader who decides that what they want is best for the people? You know what I mean? But, Sam Altman does. That's that's exactly what he wants. exactly. That's what he's, he's a Bond villain. That's what he is. I mean, he's the, yeah. He's a Bond he's, villain. It, 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 that is probably yeah, hundred percent Bond villain. And or the villain God. in the Kingsman. The Kingsman had a phone they wanted to give everybody, and then they made him kill each other with it. Oh you my know? gosh! So like, yeah. Maybe this is where he gets his ideas from. I mean, you know, <laughs> Captain America: Civil War. You know, they've made all these spaceships to go in the. I feel like they the just sky. worry about these problems later, kind of thing. Like, let's yeah, just see if it's possible, and right. we'll figure out the repercussions <laughs> <Yeah>. later. You know, <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous. So, so the reason for this is the reason for this is definitely nefarious. I think it yes, seems like it this weird, like it's definitely it's definitely kind of nuts. Yeah. But what do you think about like this this idea of pu- uh, of proving humanness? I think this eventually becomes a thing with the increase in AI. And these things now, are we going to have to have a point where we have Listen, to prove that we are human? Start hanging out more in, in person. Some way? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, if you could touch it. Yeah, but we're not going to. Yeah, but that's not going to be a thing. If I need to prove to somebody on the other side of the world that I'm a human, how is that going to be now? So, and I ask this f- for, for many reasons, because AI is eventually going to pass like this Turing test. I have no doubt. Like it kind of can already almost for some people, <laughs> depending on what they ask it. But then, but then visual things too. Like we can't really believe anything, and I say that because this week, did you guys see the uh, uh, the mid journey? I think it was mid journey. Did it the uh, the Pope picture yeah. in the Balenciaga? Oh yeah, that I was awesome, yes. right? He's not going to okay. wear that. Awesome, right? Cult. You know, I call. So, but, you know, okay, but here's the thing. I will tell you. Here's the thing that happened to me. Okay, I saw this in my kind of peripheral scrolling. Right. I didn't read a story about it. I didn't see anything else. I kind of, I think I'd scrolled past it in yeah. a news article or something and I saw the image and I thought nothing else of it. Right. If you would have asked me before I'd read an article about it, did the Pope wear a big puffer jacket today? I would have said here, yes. Here, here's the thing. I'd be though. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that picture earlier. So you could have done the same thing five years ago with Photoshop. You know, and it would have looked just as good. Correct. And so it's like, it's an image, (laughs) like you don't know if it's real or not. So like, to me, that argument is like, okay, it's wrong. But like, like, if I'm a person, the fact that I have to prove I'm a person, like, 
Yeah. Okay. Someone has a picture. Like, how do you prove it's a picture that was doctored or is an actual picture of me taking? But like the thing of like, why should I scan my eyelids so you could prove that I'm a human? That's kind of crazy, you know? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is is there a thing where because we use face uh, face ID right now on our on our Apple phones? At least three of us do, right? I'm assuming you have that turned on. You have face ID, so you're unlocking your phone with your face. Is it any different? Yeah, I turned off face ID for a while back. Yeah. Oh, any wow. of those things could be used like like what I'm kind of like imagine you have like the service like the Ancestry, Ancestry.com where they take your DNA they have that mm-hmm. piece of your power yes. they talk to the iris people that now they have your iris and they collect all the biometric yes. data and they're not like we're not going to use it for any nefarious reasons right but then one day they just decide <laughs> you know what anybody who fits this demographic you know what? We need to send killer uh, Skynet drones after them. Uh, it's just like they could do it. And some people be That's like... That's how they solved that-, that Idaho murder. That's how they solved it. They yeah. No, I, and I'm not saying like mm-hmm. you can't use it. Like I'm not... Anytime they use it for the power of good, like I'm all for it. But the fact is that they also have equal opportunity to use it for something yeah, bad. Yeah, because who decides like, what's good? Like uh, there's plenty of stories and books where like some doctor created a thing that could tell people, you know, DNA by what ethnicity they are. And then they have a kill switch. Like we're going to kill all the people of this type of ethnicity. And it's just like this targeted control. Like that's like, when do you decide like, it's too much information about somebody. It's like, you know what? Let the people have some dignity of privacy in their lives that why do you like, what benefit, like, do you, does it serve you like for a company unless it's a way for you to profit from and make money? And at some point it's like, let us be like, let me, you know, like have some sort of, I agree. I'm definitely not in on this idea, but I think unfortunately this is something that's, People will, this is something that people will opt into. Like I say, a hundred thousand people said, yeah, I'll do it. Like they put that. They're like, crazy. They, it's to it's get free that, coin. Like right. in that, in that movie, um, with Tom Cruise, uh, where they predicted minority crime, report. he minority literally report. had to yeah, like replace report, yeah. his eyes because <laughs> it's did. like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, uh, every, that's yeah. how everybody found you, you know? And so I don't know, like I, uh, to me, I'm all for like dystopian like futures and uh, you know like uh, let's see where it takes you know cyberpunk city here I come you know dystopian society ruled by AI and crazy robots why not you got you got your synth wave ready synth exactly your, uh... you see the type of music <laughs> I'm making soundtrack for the future that's what I'm doing people the like, reason I don't like DNA digitization of DNA is because once you digitize the DNA then you can duplicate that and then plant it and so like um mm. and that's what i don't like about it like because like eventually they'll frame somebody for a crime now i yeah. fully believe this idaho guy killed those people you know and but what they used was a very circumstantial case in other words like we we found some da at the scene we don't know whose it is but it's in this family then they looked at phone records and looked at every one single person in the phone record and then they eventually found someone and they could go track their, their their history and say, oh, these people have this DNA. Here's the one dude that fits in this family. And then they clued in on him and then they found him. Now, yeah, there was some it's, other it's, evidence it's they used. But like, man, if you could, if you plant that 
it's just, you know, and no one says, you know, you can steal stuff, man. It happens all the time. You know, people think they're, they're Bitcoin safe until it's not. Sam Friedman <laughs> found a way to steal I, it. I, you know, I, I, I don't know, because I think inappropriate thoughts, like, and so I have yeah. a thing that popped in <laughs> with this DNA uh, and uh, picture with eyes. This is going to be a bunch of dudes that all of a sudden are getting like child support claims just yeah, because they're exactly. like, oh, we're safe. And it's like, no, you're not. You got the DNA. We got the iris. You got 10 kids in 10 different countries. You got to pay. And then they'll automatically get deducted without you even doing anything. I'm all for it, by the way. You got to support your goddamn kids, people. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but oh, this is the wrong way about like, uh, collecting. Yeah, how, exactly. how do I get more world coin is the real question. <laughs> yeah. You gotta keep replacing your. You know what be hilarious? <laughs> you, you know that that device they sent you uh, to scan your iris. Yeah. Why if you scan like your dog's yeah. iris or your cat's? That's iris? it, man. Like, Fake it. This is that's it. It'd be funny. Get get more. Funny. Get, get everybody in there. Got, gotta um, catch them all. Yeah. Also, how expensive exactly. is that device? Maybe I could get it and just like pawn it. You know, get some coin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, th- I guess they sent it out to trusted people or something. I'm not really sure. Nobody here got one, so no, I didn't get one because none of us are signing up for iris scanning. Yeah, that's hilarious. okay. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks everybody for uh, for listening. Thanks for uh, sharing. If you shared it before, please leave us a review somewhere if you could. That would be amazing. Whether you listen to it on Apple Podcasts or there's a service called Podchaser. Actually, I'm going to try and see if we can get some reviews on Podchaser. I'm going to put out a tweet about that too. But there's a service called Podchaser where we have our listing on there too. And they have, they do a good collection of reviews. So if somebody would love, well, I would love it if you would go and uh, review us on Podchaser. That would be amazing. And we'll be back next week with another show talking about some other crazy things we could have this show could have been three hours long yep. i swear we could have sat yep. here for three hours going. talking about this keep stuff going. so maybe we'll continue this some of the stuff on next week perfect okay we'll catch you guys later thanks for listening